Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specializes in training women with fertility problems. I myself have PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Before we get into it, we will be discussing adult themes, such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, lighthearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. In this week's show, we are reflecting on the key questions we got asked at the Fertility Show last weekend. We thought it would be helpful to answer them on today's show. And just reflecting back on the show from last week, we had such a great time meeting all of your clients, Maria, for starters, but also so many guests that we've had on the show. It was just lovely to see everyone in 3D. (laughs) It was. We've gotten used to seeing people through a screen. It was lovely to meet people, have a hug and just say hi face to face. And you're right, a couple of questions kept on recurring, so to speak. So we thought, let's address these. The first and definitely most common question that we received is, is it really safe to train while you're going through fertility treatment? This is the fundamental question and hugely, hugely important. The short answer to this question is yes. However, I will, of course, expand The first thing to say is, obviously, as Roisin says every week, we are not doctors. So please, please, please make sure you speak to your doctor before starting training. And the second thing to say is, by fertility treatment, I'm going to assume that we're talking about IVF. There are a couple of key parts to the treatment you need to know about. The first part that worries doctors is the phase where you are stimulating your ovaries. So this is known as STIMS. And this is where you're on the medication to try and grow lovely, healthy follicles so the doctors can collect eggs that will then be fertilized and grow into embryos. Now, the reason this is a concern for doctors is because your ovaries will get bigger. And sometimes they do get a lot bigger than they normally are. Now, if you're then jiggling, jumping, running around the place, the worry is ovarian torsion. And this is where your ovaries can kind of twist on themselves and this can be very, very dangerous. So phase number one to just be aware of is stims. Now, I actually have some workouts designed around the idea of stims. There's less jiggling, if you like. There's less jumping. There's less rotation. The idea being that as long as your doctor gives you the go ahead, you can continue to train. And then the next part people worry about is egg collection. Now, to be honest, I'd say rest around egg collection. It's an invasive procedure, quite often involves anaesthetic. So take a few days off. And then the next bit that people worry about is once you've had the embryo transfer, you're in the two week wait. So this is the time when you're just waiting patiently or impatiently in most cases to find out if you're actually pregnant. And understandably, a lot of women do worry about working out in this time. So what I do to help people is I just give them the first couple of weeks of my pregnancy program to make sure that any workouts that you are doing in this time are pregnancy workouts. And then hopefully you can just keep training on the pregnancy program and have a lovely, healthy, safe pregnancy. And I'm assuming this pregnancy workout that you've developed is pretty light in terms of using weights or getting overly hot and bothered. 
<laughs> yeah, I love the phrase hot and bothered. Yeah, absolutely. So my pregnancy program takes people all the way through the three different trimesters and it's adapted for the different trimesters and what you need at each stage. But yeah, the lower intensity workouts, they avoid weights in the abdomen area. They avoid jumping. They avoid changes of direction to keep you nice and safe. Make sure you're not falling over. And the other thing to be aware of when you are working out when you're pregnant or maybe in the two week wait is to try and keep your body temperature down and also to keep an eye on your heart rate. You don't want your heart rate to be too high either. So I would suggest working out around a six out of 10 when it comes to effort, just to try and account for those two things. When we're talking about the stims part of the treatment cycle, does the patient actually feel any discomfort from that? Or is this something internally that you might just aggravate? That's a really good question. You can absolutely feel it. A lot of the clients or patients, as they're called in the medical profession, they can feel that their ovaries are uncomfortable. If you remember when we talked to IVF Babel, um, we were talking about OHSS, where the ovaries become overstimulated. And, and yeah, you can feel it. They, they're big, they're uncomfortable, and it can be really quite painful for people. This is not to kind of worry listeners. You know, this doesn't happen all the time. But yes, you can feel it. So it's just something to be aware of. And for people that are going through fertility treatment, they may have already made their minds up that they're not going to bother exercising during pregnancy. You've worked so hard to get pregnant. You absolutely don't want to risk anything. And I completely understand that. Just from my own experience, I uh, took my first pregnancy as an opportunity to sit on my ass and eat all the food. <laughs> and, you know, I had a lovely time. I'm not going to lie to you, but... I really, really regretted it the minute Isabel came out. It was just such a high wall to climb by the time I'd finished. <laughs> and she was a long stare. She was there for 10 months and I did enjoy it, but I really, really regretted it. So by the time I got pregnant again with Sophie, I made sure that I did exercise. I had a better pregnancy a better carry, had a better labour. I certainly had a better postpartum experience. I didn't necessarily snap back into shape, but I got back into shape a lot quicker. But the fundamental difference between me exercising and not exercising in pregnancy was how it made me feel. My stress levels were so much lower with Sophie. And maybe you could say that's because it's a second pregnancy. But I just remember handling everything a lot better because I could go for a bit of a jog. And I remember thinking that the action of doing that really, really helped me. Yeah, absolutely. The physical stress is one thing. The psychological stress is another thing. But like I keep saying, fitness is good for you. Fitness keeps you healthy. Exercise is good for you. But actually, I'm glad you brought up the idea of stress, Roisin, because one of the things, again, that we were asked a lot about at the weekend is this kind of high intensity training and whether or not it's OK to do HIIT training. And a lot of people do HIIT training these days because it's known to kind of blast the fat and that type of thing. One of the problems we have with high intensity interval training is stress. Because what HIIT training does is it causes stress on your body and your body kind of regresses to this fight or flight state and it thinks there's something wrong. So what your body does is it releases cortisol, the stress hormone. Now, this is fine if you're kind of running from a bear or, you know, back in the prehistoric times, but it's not so fine when you're just working out and it's really not fine when you're trying to get pregnant because this cortisol can build up. It can just kind of end up free flowing in your bloodstream, but it can cause chronic fatigue. It can cause changes in mood. It can cause decrease in motivation and cause problems with sleep. It can increase anxiety. 
one of the things we were chatting about was not training in such an intense way when you are getting ready for fertility. And I remember speaking to one woman, actually, who was absolutely lovely. And she was so shocked because she just had absolutely no idea. And I think she left kind of thinking, thank goodness we actually talked about that because she was training, you know, three or four times a week, HIIT training, which to be honest, probably was too much for someone that's getting ready for fertility treatment. So minimize stress, both psychological, but also physical as well. For people that are used to being quite fit and having the routine, I know when you're just in it and you have your schedule and you're just going along with your schedule and you think, oh, well, this is just what I do. I just do insanity three times a week and that's how I keep in shape. <laughs> it's certainly not something you want to do when you're getting ready for an embryo transfer, for example. <laughs> I also think people have a misconception about training because most of us will train for maybe getting into a dress or going on a holiday and we've always left ourselves too little time to do it so we'll go in and absolutely kill ourselves in the gym our only experience about working out is working out super super hard but that's not the kind of training that you're advocating it is consistency and I'm so so glad you said this because you're absolutely right for lots of people their workouts are boom I've got summer I've got to do this summer shred I've got to get ready for my wedding or my holiday what we're doing for fertility is we are setting you up for consistent training. And I hope that everybody listening gets pregnant really quickly. But unfortunately for some people, it's going to take a while. It's going to be longer than your six-week summer shred. So we need to set you up so that your training is manageable and you can go back week on week on week on week and enjoy the process, but make progress at the same time. So you're absolutely right. It's not the intense training. It's the managing the intensity, not putting too much stress on your body, which means you can carry on for the duration if you need to. It is slow, progressive, and it means that in that time, you can still see results, which I think is hugely important when it comes to training. Because as you said, this may take longer than you hope. So at least if you're ticking off some milestones along the way, it'll kind of keep you in the game. Sometimes with fertility, because you need so much mental resilience as well as physical resilience, exercise is one of those tools that you can lever, you can pull it and can really help you out. Yeah, 100%. And when you were just talking about resilience, I actually had um, a couple of clients in particular spring to mind because it's taken them like two or three goes to get into a regular routine. And I'm so proud of them because they're now on week 18, week 20. And yeah, they find it really hard, but they have come back. They're mentally strong and they're working really, really, really well. Sorry to interrupt, but spring has sprung and it's a great time to start training. So when you're ready to start getting fit for fertility, head over to my website, fitnessfertility.com forward slash training for fertility and check out my training plans. I can support you with workouts, meal plans and accountability. Everything you need to prepare for treatment and a healthy pregnancy. If you've got any questions, just get in touch. And now back to the show. Another question that we got a lot was what makes your training plans different than any communal garden PT's training plans? We did. The answer is that I have the things we've talked about today. So I've got your workouts for your stims. I've got your two week weight workouts. But really importantly, I've also got the option where you can train with your cycle. And this is massively, massively important because it will make your workouts 
less of a chore, less of a challenge. Across your cycle, you have different phases. You've got your period, you've got your follicular phase, you've got ovulation, you've got your luteal phase. Your hormones are completely different in all these different stages. If your hormones are different, you feel different. If you feel different, your training's different. So one of the things to do is to train with your cycle. So you're working out more intensely in the first half, less intensely in the second half. And like we've said before, also just giving yourself a bit of grace, particularly in that second half of your cycle. If the lifting feels worse, if the running is feeling harder, that's okay. Don't give up. Know that it's okay to find it hard and just keep coming back. So training with your cycle is, again, a massive win when it comes to preparing for fertility. I want to change your tagline. Well, I want to add to it, Maria. I know it's usually consistency is key, but I also want to add in, and so is tracking. I don't know how we can make that jazzy. I mean, it's not as catchy, Roisin. I get it and I support it, but we need to jazz that up a bit, you know, but we'll work on that for next week. But why would you go for that, Roisin? I didn't understand my cycle. You understood I had a cycle. I didn't train with it. I didn't eat with it. I didn't really even consider it right until you explained it to me a couple of years ago. <laughs> and the thing that was like an aha moment for me was when you were explaining that your body needs to produce progesterone towards the end of your cycle. And that's why you have a spike in hunger. You have a spike in hunger because your body needs glucose in order to produce progesterone. And I told everyone at the fertility show about <laughs> <You> this. <did. laughs> because it was every month I was so good. Every month I was sticking to my eating plan. I was there. I was on it. And then for two solid days, I would eat like King Henry VIII. It's the only way you can describe it. It was like banquets of food. And because I did that two days of unbridled, unstoppable eating, then that would throw my, not only my plan off the rails, I felt awful about myself. I felt like I had no willpower. If I had have understood that there is a legitimate reason why your body needs that extra glucose, give it the glucose. Accept that that's the way it is for those days. Accept that towards the end of your cycle before your period, you're going to feel more sluggish. Maybe don't try and go for the heavy weights or the really long run, but you only know that when you know that. And I think once you start tracking where you are and how you're feeling and what you're, not necessarily what you're reading, but when you're particularly hungry or when you're particularly low energy, if you track it over a couple of months, you're going to see a pattern. And then what you can say is, oh, cool, I can work with this. I know where I am. I can make account of it rather than feeling bad about yourself, rather than making it personal. It's just a cycle. There is other points in your cycle where you're going to be full of energy and you won't need that extra sugar. Roisin, just um, to follow up on what you've said now, I did notice at the weekend that the Jelly Babies went down quite rapidly from the Jelly Baby Bowl. Just wondering if you happen to know anything about that in relation to your cycle, perhaps. Well, I know I was very insistent upon having the jelly babies to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought, oh God, I bought a lot of jelly babies. A lot, Roisin, a lot of, like we're talking 10 packets of jelly babies. And I don't think I let anyone have any. I, mm. like I, honestly, I think I may have offered a few around, but really we're talking, <laughs> we're talking about small handfuls here. We're, we're just going to assume, Roisin, that those two days were your... Luteal phase. I was in my luteal phase. And honestly, that's just what your body needed and we're just going to let it go. I just went with it, Maria. I went with it. Yeah, you're right. It's so important to track your cycle. 
so you can give yourself grace, so you understand what's going on. And importantly, so you can actually plan for what's coming up. Because if you are in this for the long haul, and obviously we hope that you're not, you need to know how your cycle works so you can plan and prepare every month just to maximise your progress and to maximise your success. And just these little tweaks can make a huge, huge difference every month. Yeah, it's all about nudging it forward. And honestly, knowledge is power. I truly can tell you that it has changed how I train and how I plan my week in terms of my food. I definitely buy a lot more jelly babies towards the end of the month. Get that lovely progesterone on the go and all will be well. One of the biggest things for us both from the show is it was just such a pleasure to see everybody. And we're really grateful for the questions that we got asked over the two days. And we really appreciate everybody coming down to see us and, and get involved. And you don't have to wait a full calendar year to ask us questions. <laughs> you can always get in touch with us. All of our details are in our show notes. So, Maria, what will we be talking about next week? Next week, I am really excited. We are going to be talking about fertility journey must-haves from start to finish. So if you're not sure how to get started, if you're overwhelmed by all the information, tune in next week and we will have everything that you need. We're building that survival list. We are. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week. And please rate, comment and really importantly share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. We strongly recommend that you consult with your doctor before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.